The Movie Hour, episode 53, September 24, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello all and welcome to the Jessica Beals Plate Tectonics Movie Hour. I'm your host, Greg Maloney, and with us today are my boys from the Midwest, James and Jeff. Welcome back to the Movie Hour, fellas. You're still from the Midwest, even though you're not there. I'm gone, man. I'm out. <laughs> Surprise being a uh, being a West Coast man now that you didn't refer to us as baby. <laughs> Are you, baby? How you guys doing, babies? Yeah, baby? that's that. Well, good, good thing you didn't try that now that I think about it. <laughs> you need some yeah, practice. As, as mentioned, uh, I am actually not in Michigan right now. I am broadcasting to you guys from close to San Jose, California. I think it's technically Livermore. But uh, it's where the action happens, baby. I'm, uh, Livermore, <laughs> Livermore, California. Yep. Nice I can't be too, I can't be more specific than that because if our fans find out where I am, it gets nasty. <laughs> so yeah, it's very brave if you just say Livermore to begin with. <laughs> yeah, it is. They'll find me. They'll they'll use triangulation to get to get my exact location. They're uh, always watching. Yeah, but uh, I am happy to uh, continue the movie hour, even though I am out of my element here. I am uh, visiting my uh, sister and brother and uh, their four nieces and I am I miss the Gunk Pit Studios so much the movie hour studios are just so much better than this I'm sitting in my niece's room I think there's like three playhouses all kinds of toys and I'm sitting on an inflatable mattress that's like slowly leaking so if you hear any like thing that sounds like a fan that's me filling the air mattress up little by little um and if you hear any crying, it's not me. It's a it's a baby. It's not me crying. Uh, it'll be uh, one of my nieces. But yeah, a little out of my element today, and it's uh, it's going well out here. But um, kind of nice to have you gone too, because the interns are actually treating me civilly for once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really do take it out on them, and they do have to find somebody else to to beat up on, and it's it's a never ending loop of hate. Uh, but yeah, and uh, <laughs> it really is. Okay. It's been exciting. It's been exciting, and uh. We got to see we, James. This, you'd like this. I went and saw the Stanford San Jose State game oh, yeah? uh, at Stanford on uh, Saturday with the the nieces and my my brother in law. Real great time. The whole time I was there, um, I'm a, an MSU alum, so I was making like we were talking about the big house too. Since I was the only, well, me and Steve were the only people there from Michigan, and Stanford. Like I don't know how many how many people at seats, but. The whole time I was there, there was this guy that was a huge Stanford fan just talking about how great their stadium was compared to everyone else's in California. And I'm just like, yeah, this place is really cute. Like, I like how you can actually see the field from anywhere anywhere you sit. Like, I like the hill over there where people are sitting. Like, that's Oh, really, yeah, I forgot about so, that hill. That's so cute. So you guys but, were at Stanford then? Yeah, yeah, we were. Uh, sorry. Need a drink to drink on wine a little bit. But Jeff has his own news. Jeff, you were out of town until just recently too, right? Yeah, yeah. I just got back in uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, I was out of town for uh, Mike and Melissa's wedding. Uh, they are married now. It all went without a hitch. Yeah, uh, team. They are officially married. Yeah, it was, It was. Uh, yeah, exactly. Go team Blagojevich. Um, so, uh, no, it was, uh, it was a lovely wedding. I had an absolute riot, and uh, and I, I'm assuming Michael listened to this eventually. And th- thanks again for inviting me, Mike. And uh, having me stand up in your wedding, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Really <laughs> nice of you. you mean you mean coitus? No, uh, that's that's awesome. And uh, yeah, like I had a, I didn't have too bad of a, a flight here or out here. I had a layover and a half, but I got got out early. Did you have any travel problems? Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
As a matter of fact, I did have some travel problems uh, on the way back to New York City where my flight was out of from uh, Lake Placid in the rental car. We got stuck uh, behind some a pretty nasty uh, RV fire, and it got us uh, a little late, so I wound up getting to stay an extra night in New York City, which uh, turned probably out Probably a government well. official battle or something. What's that? An RV fire? Yeah, uh, yeah, an RV caught on fire. Up. It totally, it was actually like it was totally put out by the time I got to even see it. But uh, it was pretty. It, just looking at the RV, it was pretty intense, and the ba- the traffic backup was really nasty. And as I said, it made me uh, miss my flight. And I had given myself plenty of time too, but had to uh, had to fly out the the following day. That's so, unfortunate. But like I said, it worked out nicely. You didn't, like, when you went out there, you didn't, uh, like, you knew some people, but, like, at the wedding, how many, did you actually know pretty much everybody standing up in it, or was it more of a jump in and see how it goes? Um, I knew all the guys, because uh, right. this, uh, this was the bachelor party in Vegas, uh, it was that same crew, so, right. um, and I knew a few of the girls, uh, as a matter of fact, one of the, uh, one of the bridesmaids uh, is my lovely girlfriend. Who? Uh, uh, do we have time for a quick story about, about her? <laughs> oh, um, we we always have time for stories about girls. So I was talking to her on the phone tonight. She actually lives in New York City, uh, and I we were uh, we were having a nice conversation. I said I actually have to let you go. Uh, <laughs> she said, "Well, why?" I said. <laughs> so. You remember meeting Greg, right? Greg and I, and his brother Jim, who you also met, we, and this is really dorky, uh, we we do this weekly podcast thing about movies, and she got a little mad at me that she didn't know about it, so I have to send her the link uh, tomorrow, and she has to listen it's to It's not me. like you're telling her that we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> right, no, it's true, it's not, like, it's not like that, but I don't know, it was just sort of funny, because, I, I don't know, it, it, we, we've been going out for a while now, and me not You've been hiding this from her? Yeah. Oh. You're ashamed of this. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yes, when, I am. When I meet people on the street, I shake their hands and say, do you know I actually host a podcast about movies? <laughs> well, you guys are funny and cool on here. I'm just goofy. So, you know. That's not true. Ever, all the emails I get say we want more that's Jeff. I, I didn't tell you that before. <laughs> it's because I true. keep emailing it's you. Really, you're accounts. just drunk. You don't remember being cool. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's how what usually happens when I drink, yeah. right? Oh man. So. Well, yeah, we we have actually gathered here today for uh the ceremony between us and movies. So we need to we need to discuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah I on. guess it should be time to move on to that, huh? Yeah. Um and it is our movie review time and I think this is the third week straight. I was you know I'm here with uh, all my nieces, I'm sorta of here to uh babysit a little bit. So I've watched some children's movies that I've seen before, specifically the Black Cauldron, but Nothing, uh, nothing to review yet. I do have one here that I'm going to catch for next week because I will be here next week. But um, I still do not have a movie review. But it does sound like uh, Jeff and James have something. Um, I guess I'll, yeah, I'll go first since mine's not a real official movie review. Um, over the last couple weeks, I've seen a couple movies that uh, you guys reviewed recently. Um, I've seen both Inglorious Bastards and District Nine recently. Are you going to review uh, us? Wow, that'd be cool. awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, to our viewers, you know, or listeners, I should say, you know, that you guys do a pretty good job because I, I followed your advice. I went to these movies and I really enjoyed them. Uh, Inglorious Bastards was really good. Um, it wasn't one of Quentin's best works, but uh, it was definitely, definitely good stuff. Um, the one thing I thought it was lacking was the big shocking moment that he's kind of known for having 
are having in his movies. There wasn't any, you know, shooting Marvin in the face or cutting off an ear or anything like that. But overall, it was a good, solid movie. And this past weekend, I also saw um, District 9, and that was a pretty solid movie. Um, the only part that I didn't like was the CNN-style intro. Um, it's, it was kind of like a documentary-slash-CNN intro, and it lasted a little bit too long for my taste. But other than that, it was a pretty solid movie. I was interested in it, but I probably wouldn't have gone to see it without someone I know reviewing it, saying it was good. So Jeff, help me out there. I was gonna say you followed Jeff's advice. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, like I, th- I thought it was interesting, but probably not enough to catch in theaters. But with the the review, it was enough to put me over the top to actually want to go see it. Um, he mentioned he mentioned the documentary style thing before. That was throughout the entire movie, or just in the beginning. Just in the beginning to kind of set up why the aliens were there, like how they got there, the whole scenario there, and then from there the the story was normal filming. Right. But yeah, it lasted a little too long for my taste, but other than that, it was pretty good. And just for the, to get this cleared for the review on our reviews, uh, so Jeff saying it was a very interesting movie, you didn't think that after you were done? You said it was okay? No, I liked it. I liked it. it was, I oh, just okay. th- I was just kind of mildly intrigued by it before, but I wouldn't have seen it without Jeff's review of it. So. Right. And I know you like, you, uh, you must be dying to talk about Glorious Bastards some more. You're Quentin Tarantino boy. Like, is, was it a... Like, I know we talked about the music a little bit. Did you think the music was pretty much on par for a Tarantino sort of post-Kill yeah, Bill, Bill movie? there was one song in there that seemed a little weird. It was when uh, the whole prep scene for the theater, she's putting on the makeup and that kind of stuff. That's exactly exactly what I said. Yeah, it was the only musical piece that had uh, lyrics to it, and it just seemed out of place, just because, I don't know if it was supposed to be, you know, the era didn't fit with the music and that kind of thing. And I, so. I would, I think I would argue uh, that the the Quentin Tarantino holy shit moment does the happen, moment. does happen in that movie. But I'm not gonna, I don't want to spoil it. So You're I think it's actually the end or no? no. I'm actually talking about the the the. Oh, I don't want to spoil it too much. The, the introduction where, scene where Kruger gets in, get comes into the movie in the middle. Yeah, uh, that's that's probably my uh, oh oh shit mo- moment right there. Um, yeah, or, it, it, they built up to that though. Yeah. Like it wasn't like oh shit, you know. It was right. more like okay, here it comes, here it comes, boom, you know, type of thing. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I'm happy you liked him though. Happy you liked it. And Glorious yeah, Bastards deserves more and more money. It's actually it did all right. It's just uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's that's a good like, description. It did all right. <laughs> I think it I think it made like 50 million over its budget. So that's got that's that's a lot. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, you got a, you got something a little better? Yeah. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, you have an actual review. Uh, uh, I, like, I, I have a I have an actual review, but not of a better movie. Okay. I don't think. Um, actually, I saw two movies. Uh, one I want to talk about real briefly. Uh, I saw for the first time uh, because I, I want to see everything with Bill Murray in it, and I think I've seen just about everything that I'm interested in now. Uh, so the movie Meatballs from 1979. <laughs> Uh, you're you're ahead of me. You're ahead of me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Bill Murray is kind of the star. He plays uh, the camp counselor, uh, Tripper, and, or like the head counselor guy at, the, at this camp. And uh, the, the, the whole movie is kind of it's you know like cheesy humor and stuff. But yeah, there's one part city. towards the end where Bill Murray gives this motivational speech, uh, <laughs> entitled I guess you could say it just doesn't matter, which is really <laughs> really hilarious. <laughs> like the least motivational speech ever like he's just screaming about why it doesn't matter at all and um it's uh it's pretty good it's actually the speech is available on youtube i would really recommend doing that over watching the whole movie but um 
<laughs> the other movie that I that I actually uh, want to review that I I really did enjoy is a a movie called Milk that came out last year about uh, Harvey Milk, the first yeah. openly gay uh, elected official in the U.S. in San Francisco. Really, really cool movie. Um, really uh, good good description or um, good uh, representation of of, uh, of a, a period of time and a, pl- a place in time I thought uh, the acting was phenomenal in it I'm actually not a big Sean Penn fan I thought he was amazing in it um, I think James Franco was uh, he was really 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 noticeably good in it um, yeah overall I'm not a big Franco fan but I'll have to check that out. He was, you mentioned that last time, and you're note, it's noted. I, I mean, I'm sort of <laughs> upset you don't like him, but how'd my boy Brolin do? Brolin was good. He was he was the bad guy, but uh, he was he was good. Um, I he, he was he wasn't as show stealing. I don't think as Franco. I think Franco was excellent. Emil Hirsch was in it as well. He was again not that like not as show stealing, but very good. Um, but Sean Penn and James Franco, I thought were both really excellent, and it. it's a really a uh, really cool story, uh, actually. So Penn was deserving of the Oscar then. Um, I still think I would have given it to Mickey Rourke for the wrestler, but um, Ooh. and I didn't see the rest of them. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, uh, Penn. I'm certainly not as uh, as upset about it as I was before I had seen the movie because I really, I really thought Rourke should have stolen it for his performance. But Penn was excellent in this. Just a, a quick question. Does Mickey Rourke die in the end of The Wrestler? Do you really want to know the answer to that question? And do, I mean, do you want me to All spoil right, that fine, for everybody? Fine. I, you can... I don't want to know. I have The Wrestler downstairs. So. <laughs> yeah, Mickey Rourke downstairs. Yeah. Uh, yes. By the way, speaking of Mickey Rourke, I saw there was sort of a some leaked footage from Comic-Con stuff, and they had the Iron Man 2, some uh, like a teaser trailer kind of thing. And I forget... Uh, Bless, you're going to have to forgive me, the, the comic people, now that we talked about Marvel last week. But uh, whoever the, he plays the bad guy, I forget the name. But he just looks ridiculous. And <laughs> just look, but I think he it does was, look ridiculous, I do remember that. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Hopefully they don't rape the hell out of the Iron Man uh, story. What are you talking about? Uh, the, the Jeff Bridges? Is Jeff Bridges the bad guy again? <laughs> no, he's not. Because in my head, I'm I, thinking you mean that Jeff Bridges looks ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so? All right, sorry. No, no. Um, it, It's, it's going to be interesting. And, like, oh, man, I don't know, man. And I also see you see Samuel L. Jackson in there. Um, and it's him, he's talking with Robert Downey Jr. It's supposed to be, uh, Jackson is Nick Fury and Jr. is Iron Man, like, sitting in, like, a cafe, and their discussion looks really stupid, too, and it really, like, uh, and just like, you know, he plays Whiplash, Mickey Rourke, and I'm just learning this, but, uh, it, I don't know, it looked pretty corny, but I guess we'll, we'll see, as usual, it's probably still being polished over, and, um, that will be coming out for, I think, next summer, but. Interesting, is Ed Norton's reprising his role as Bruce Banner in the movie. Yeah, I, I, I guess we'll see how that works out. It's going to be funny. Anyways, um, yeah, so Malk's a definite catcher, huh? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think a really well-told story. All right, very cool, very cool. Um, that will that will do it for our movie reviews. There are our, uh, We have some special things to bring up today, always special. I've got, I just want to point out, I wrote down... Uh, Jeff's racist story and the on my little rundown here, which by the way, the rundown instead of on a normal piece of notebook paper, it's on like a ponies and flowers long thing with a magnet, which I have on Cad's computer. I hope he, I hope that doesn't ruin it. He's gonna he's gonna cry. But uh, 
Um, we have a uh, something not very much to celebrate, but uh, to the same memoriam of uh, Patrick Swayze passed away. This was just before um, we did a uh, just after we did our recordings for last week, which we did early. So this could have been uh, mentioned Thursday, but we pre-recorded our episode. Uh, very sad. Every, like everyone knew, it was sort of on the way. He was been sick with uh, pancreatic cancer for a while, but uh, finally hit you, James. You've got one less one less guy from uh, your time running around. I know. I'm next, probably. So. <laughs> I, I have to live life to the fullest at this point. Patrick, he's handing off the torch to you. <laughs> I don't think I want that torch, but okay. You, but you grew up watching some Swayze, right? Or did he Road start house. His, his career a little, little later? But Outsiders, I think, was his first one in early '80s, which is an excellent movie. Excellent. Yes, everybody was in that movie, and. Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Which, yeah. So, yeah, point break. Definitely some some uh, good memories from the, the young years of my life for movies. Then Dirty No, not Dirty. Take Dirty. my breath <laughs> away. Not, not Dirty Roadhouse. Yeah, it was a good one. He was a, and he was a stand up guy. You didn't hear about him picking up uh, male hookers on uh, in a car anywhere. No, from everything so, I hear, he was actually yeah. a class act. Except for that whole cross dressing stint. Movie. Oh yeah, Tu Wong Fu is that was yeah. is that what it was with <laughs> yeah. Wesley Snipes? Yeah. And who's the who's the oh, who's the the Spanish guy in that movie? Who's the Leguizamo? Leguizamo. So at least we have him still in the states. Swayze's gone, and Snipes is out of town. So <laughs> I, I guess I guess he's all we have left. What? That, that's uh, when, it, when that's I bad. when I for whatever reason when I had heard that uh, that Patrick Swayze had passed away, the first thing that came to my head was the Saturday Night Live sketch with him yes. and Chris Farley. Uh, oh, as yeah. Chippendales doing auditions, yes. and and I just thought, wow, you know, like that's I, if for no other reason he will yeah. be missed in my eyes. That that was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't. I don't think he played the role very much, but he he did play a, a pretty decent asshole and was able to make fun of himself sometimes. Like he did do. A, I think the la- latest one I saw him in that he was a dick was Donnie Darko. Yeah. Or at least played just a manipulative asshole. He was he was um, really funny in that. Yeah, yeah, he was. And um, I I don't know. He, like it will be missed. He will be missed. And uh, I it's gonna be one of those things. You know, you just remember where you were when Patrick Swayze died, and it's gonna it's gonna be. Oh, I don't. Yeah, but okay. I'm sorry. I gotta I gotta stop stop mocking mocking dead people. That's that's. <laughs> let me write that down on, the, on my list here. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's okay. Um, so rest in peace, Swayze. We'll uh, we'll see your remakes coming soon, I'm sure, and uh, hopefully we'll, you'll be remembered again all over. Uh, the one thing, uh, I guess, one of the many things we want to discuss today, which we mentioned along when we did our year preview, uh, we talked about movies that we were looking forward to seeing. We're starting to get a lot closer to uh, the end of the year, and there's still a, a span of movies that we need to need to be discussed and and watched and. Uh, scrutinized by us movie hour movie hour kids but uh today's the day i asked jim and jeff to think of the movies they're actually interested in watching maybe the ones they're just interested in seeing what they do seeing how they pull things off and uh we're here to discuss the movies uh that we want to catch that are coming up soon and hopefully to warn you to get ready to go to the box office and uh, either buy your tickets or maybe uh maybe at least keep an eye on and uh you'll be more prepared to discuss it with your friends yeah and this time listen to us not like that whole Paul Blart Mall Cop fiasco. God bless Paul Paul Blart man. Mall Cop. Why? He's the best. He's the best. Why? Because he's set. I don't know. Fat fat people are fat people. Comedians apparently are just money makers. We'll see. 
Um, like anyhow, Louis Anderson. Like I'm Louis Anderson. <laughs> don't, don't yeah, don't know. Hey, he was Anderson. great in Coming to America. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so <laughs> I'll, I'll start us off, and I'm, I'm actually picking one that uh, we discussed this before. That uh, sort of the criteria of how to dis- how to pick your movies. I'm picking one that I don't think would have been picked by James or Jeff, and I think it needs to be discussed. Is Astro? Yeah, and it's and it's only the the autumn movies, by the way. Yeah, sorry, we're doing fall preview. Not, like I was actually looking that up. I didn't know when fall officially ended. Apparently, it ends like mid December. Does that make sense? Like I I don't know. I guess I'm not really uh, attuned to the the seasons as much as I thought I was. But yeah. Anyways. First movie I want to discuss was Astro Boy. And this, Jim and Jeff, you're probably wondering what the hell's Astro Boy. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's really cool. Jim might actually know, but Jeff's clueless. He doesn't even know anything about movies. No, I don't know Astro Boy. about anything. Please yeah. help me. <laughs> Enlighten us. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, it comes out October 23rd, so you have a little bit of time, but it is it is on its way. Um, and Astro Boy started as pretty much like a, man- a manga television show series in Japan. What is like manga? in the 60s. It's... Pretty much, it's used general to generalize like any comic from Japan, but it doesn't really mean that. It, it means it's pretty much simple, black, usually black and white, uh, comic series that would be just short stories, and it'll be simple plots like you know something about love, something about you know learning, something about friendship, something about whatever. That's I think in general that's that's the idea, but. Um, this started back in the 60s, and it was this Astro Boy was sort of hailed as like the first animation kind of style where that was going to be done or the generalized as anime. That was going to be like the genre anime. It's sort of the beginning, so the Godfather. Yeah, of the anime. Godfather of anime. Thank you. I was I was looking for that big time. Um, but it's coming out soon. It's made by the same animators that did TMNT, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, for all of you uh, assholes. Oh, that don't know what short <laughs> Um So, and uh, it's actually also the animation studios based in Japan. Um, other, it's the plot is Astro Boy is pretty much like an android, or like probably full mechanical uh, boy made by Nick Cage, which is Jim's boy. Uh, Nick Cage is supposed to be a, just a scientific genius. Makes this kid in the image of his dead son. That died in a car crash, so you got a little little heart heartfelt action going on there. And then after a while, Cage realizes that nobody's really going to replace his dead boy, including this this robot he made. And uh, he sells off Astro Boy to the circus. Uh, Astro Boy, the cool thing about him, and what we'll probably see in the movie is he generates his power from like positive feelings, like positive emotions. I guess you could say uh, more like uh, like Tinkerbell. Yeah, like Tinkerbell. A lot like Tinkerbell. Yeah, okay. we'll see. But uh, it, this is pretty much in like a futuristic metropolis where there are androids everywhere, so he's not alone in the whole like being a computer, being a robot. But he uh, turns out, turns to be like this, he gets sold off to the circus and it becomes the story of him dealing with the trials and tribulations of figuring out who he is and um, what uh, what world he's in and where his where he where his part lies. And it's gonna, I think it's going to be really cool. The, one, the reason... I want to see it, and the reason that I think everyone should pay attention to this is anime is going to be coming to the big screen more and more, and this uh, this movie is probably going to be one of the, a big step. If this actually does knock out some big numbers, I think you're going to see it even faster, anime pouring over to uh, the American uh, Hollywood studios. And 
Uh, this when is did important. You say this comes out October twenty third. Um, it will be out, I think, like the twelfth in Japan. So if you want to try to gotcha. steal it. It's possible. Um, I'll fly over there. Yeah. Uh, so Nick Cage is the the voice actor of the dad. The guy that's playing Astro Boy is actually uh, uh, Freddie Highmore, who's the kid from Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, or most notably from that. A uh, couple other names. You got Sam Jackson, uh, Nathan Lane. Charlie's uh, there. Apparently, yes, you do. And uh, of course, the Donald Sutherland, uh, just to name name a few. Uh, Sam Jackson uh, has been doing voice talent over and over again for like the past three years now. Like it's his new gig. I don't know how he has time to do anything. Um, but yeah, it should be really cool. And, uh, I think well, they better start advertising for it. Otherwise they're not going to make any money. Yeah, that's, that's true. I haven't seen anything about it. That's yet. very true. Uh, and, uh, it's, I, I think it's PG, so it's not, it's not a G movie, but, uh, it, sh- it should be something you can take your kids to. It should be, it should be a good time. Um, Yeah. That's pretty much it. You just got to start watching children's shows, see yeah. if they're advertising for it or something. Yeah. So Jeff, have you heard of Astro Boy before this? I think we discussed it a little bit on our like year-long review, but... I no, I had never heard of it, and if we did yeah. discuss it, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I just saw it on a list somewhere, but that's about it. <laughs> I saw it on a list, right. Yeah, so October 23rd, mark your calendars. So, James, Jeff, who wants to who wants to bring up one that you uh, desire... Well, it wouldn't um, be uh, the, the movie hour if I didn't bring up a Wes Anderson movie. The uh, Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox is going to be coming out uh, apparently pretty quickly here, according to Greg, although I don't see a release date for it anywhere. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it's November 13th. November 13th? Okay, great. And this is uh, Wes Anderson's first uh, animated movie. Uh, a lot oh, of big yeah, names coming so out weird. for this one as well. Yeah. Uh, George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Willem Dafoe, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, Jason Schwartzman, Adrian Brody, Michael Gambone. Wes Anderson is actually doing a voice himself. Brian Cox, Angelica Houston, and Roman All right, Coppola. Any, anything else <laughs> other than the voice talents? Uh, I'm excited because it's a Wes Anderson movie. We'll see uh, how well... He, you know, I think what's really cool about this is that Wes Anderson has always done very well with... Um, with his with his production design, like his his, his movies are very uh, visually interesting. There's a lot of things going on a lot of times on on the, on the set and the cinematography. And I think yeah. he'll have even more control of that in an animated in an animated uh, setting. So I, I'd be curious to see uh, what he's able to do with this. And what it's um, I know I know a little bit about it, but it's supposed to be pretty much the story of like a fox fighting off a farmer or something like that. All right. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. You sure. know, I just saw the trailer for this, and the characters for it. I don't know. The animation kind of s- seemed bad to me, but like their surroundings looked really cool to me. So was, I was kind of torn between it, and it seemed like it's pretty comedy heavy. So I, I think for me, I got to hear that the comedy is going to be really good in it. Otherwise, I don't know if I'm going to go to that one. Yeah, if it, being in a Wes Anderson movie, I would hope it would be, but. Really, like this is this is the first time he's delved into this situation. I, the writing is probably going to be really good. It, it always has been. That was the one thing I wanted to yeah. bring up is uh, it's a Roald Dahl book. Uh, the guy that wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, yeah. Wes Anderson had a crack at the screenplay along with uh, Noah Baumbach, who uh, not only wrote the screenplay or helped write the screenplay for uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, but also wrote and directed a great movie called The Squid and the Whale. So I'm very excited about the uh, the writing for it. I think I think it right. could be very good. Yeah, yeah. The dialogue in it seemed pretty good from what I saw in the trailer. So that part does appeal to me. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm a big Wes Anderson fan too, and I don't know. Like I I didn't. It's not that I uh, avoided this movie uh, completely, but I just don't. 
I'm not pumped for it like uh, like the normal Wes Anderson movie. It might just be the animation thing, but uh, we'll see. Uh, James, you got a you got what, what's what's first on your plate this uh, coming up soon? Um, the one that I'm probably the most excited about is a looks like a little independent film uh, called Blind Date. It's coming out uh, September 25th. Uh, it stars and directed by Stanley Tucci, who I really like, and um, he plays a husband to Patricia Clarkson's wife. And they are in a car accident with their daughter, who dies in the car accident. And they just have a hard time connecting after the accident. So they end up going on a series of so-called blind dates, because it's the only way they can kind of have time to themselves and enjoy each other's company, by Mm -hmm. pretending to be other people, you know, answering their own personal ads. And it looks really very melancholy and bittersweet and all that. And I don't know, it just appeals to me a lot. And I love both those actors, so I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with this. The only part that I didn't like is I, li- I watched the trailer, and the trailer has a voiceover from the child's point of view, kind of like she's looking down at her parents. Right. So if that's going out through the whole movie, then I'm not sure I'm going to like it. So I'm hoping they just do it for the trailer, but we'll see. But I'm very intrigued by this movie, so I'm hoping it's good. Patricia Clarkson's in it? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. The, she's your girl, dude. She's wife. your girl. And this is this going to be? Do you know if it's actually just a super limited release, or is it going to be? Uh, I'm assuming so, but I don't know. Right. Because that's this weekend. Like people don't. You might not have time to come yeah, catch this. Ex- exactly. You're gonna have to uh, hit the internet asap. Because I haven't seen anything about it. Right. On TV. Or well, I think so. it was. I think it was recorded a lot earlier, and I think it's finally being released as a movie. Like I like right here, it's dated as 2007. At least what I'm looking at, and I think it's probably been a while since it's been able to get released as an actual theatrical release, anyways. So I don't know. We'll see. And yeah, might have to go to the arty theaters for that one. Yeah, might we might have to make it. You either have to make a trip to AMC 30. They always have some weird ones, or maybe up to a college campus time, James. College campus time. Right around a, right around a football game, maybe right around a specific football or game. to. Uh... Birmingham. Oh, lame. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's where I went last time for right. my limited release movie, so I may have to do that again. Right. Um, I do have – I've got two more. Uh, one I actually want to discuss most just because it's interesting and people love to hate this guy. Uh, Michael Moore's got his new movie coming out. Uh, I'm not sure if Jeff had this one to discuss. He's also sort of a – he loves discussing movies about capitalism, a love story. comes out October 2nd, so it's going to be – it's going to be pretty soon. Um, but – and this is one that probably got enough press. It is, I don't know who his agent is, like not his agent, but whoever it's plans to do this. If it's Michael Moore, yeah, it's, if it's Michael Moore or someone else, but he always seems to be in the spotlight somehow. Um, maybe it's just because he's got a pretty loud scream. But uh, he's got a movie coming out that's geared toward, it was supposed to be geared toward the TARP funds, the giant bailout last year, or at least written out last year. Uh, I think it was, what, 700 how many billions it ended up being? Yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. Up being ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So he's going to write about that, but then he decided not to focus too much on that specific date and wrote out a couple more things and ended up taping what is supposed to be a story just about how everyone, how capitalism, how it's supposed to work and how it does work in reality, at least for the American people. And uh, again, like Michael Moore, uh, in the past, uh, I've seen Fahrenheit 9-11, I've seen Sicko, I want to see Roger and Me. I haven't caught it yet. Um, I have been interested I, I, in this Roger stuff. and Me was actually kind of cool. I'm not yeah, a big fan I, of this guy's, but Roger and Me was kind of cool. Yeah, to, to, to get my whole personal feelings about Michael Moore, um, 
if nothing else, he's just inspirational in terms of just like he's just some dude that pulled off a movie and has been pulling him off again and again and again. And like it's sort of a, a nice tale to say, hey, if you try this, it it's happened before and you might be able to make it without going through huge studios. And um, it, it's nice to know that somebody out there was able to pull it off. Uh, and of course, he's a, a Michigander at heart, which is nice, a uh, Flint Town kid. And uh, but in terms of his movies, I will completely agree. Uh, what people, a lot of people that don't like him will say is that everything, every question he asks is a loaded question, which in most of the cases is, is whoever edits his stuff edits it in the perfect way to make his point. And like a lot of that is true to a point, but whatever somebody says, like they say it and you can take it out of context, context, uh, context only so far. And some of that's like some of the things are worth catching, and if nothing else, they bring up uh, the discussion, and that's uh, that's why I'm uh, a pump that's coming out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up hearing about this movie, you know, at work, somebody saying, "Hey, I saw that movie. I fucking hate that guy," or "It fucking sucked," or whatever. But at least it brought up what the movie was about and if they believe it or not. And my coworkers don't swear. Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, Actually, I saw him promoting this movie on Leno, and. Uh... I've never seen any of his movies, but from what I understand, a lot of it's, you know, very biased towards, you know, Democrat type stuff. Right. But Leno was talking to him about how bipartisan his attacks are. He's like, yeah, everyone's benefiting from, uh, you know, getting way too rich on uh, capitalism on both sides. So, you know, it's, I guess it's like his most even handed attack yet. So, <laughs> in terms of the, the content he's picked, yeah. Right. Uh, who he's, you know, going after and who he's questioning type of people. Yeah. I, like, I saw, I saw the preview or some of the trailer of it and it's, it's pretty funny. And oh, that's the one other thing yeah, that sneaks in. Is that, is that typical for his stuff? Yeah. Well, everything he always brings up, especially in Sicko, he, he talked about a lot how everything he talked about was so depressing. That he would write in comedy, like he'd be like, "You gotta throw, like, if you don't throw in something in there to break the just monotony of man, this sucks, man, this sucks, man, this sucks." Okay, that right. was funny. Then no one's gonna like it. And because the clip I saw is him going up to the, uh, you know, the bank and saying, "Yeah, we want our money back. I've got more bags. I know this one bag won't hold all the money." Yeah, and he's like trying to be funny. Yeah, I didn't know that he did that. Yeah, he so does. It's yeah, interesting. It's it's common in his movies, and. I don't know. What about what do you think, Jeff? I'm I'm curious. Yeah, you know, um, I think I think you said it. The guy, it's not that I always disagree with him, but he he seems to be in in the same way that extreme extreme right wing uh, people. I, I guess he's more of a he's he's not a journalist. He's a political activist. I guess is is what I want to say. And so he's not representing the truth as it is. He's representing the truth as he wants to show it. Um, yeah. As far as a, as far as a filmmaker, I guess I don't have a huge problem with with the way his movies are put together. I I get a little bogged by his his constant his his one sided message and and kind of uh, right. But I think you're absolutely right. The guy does, if nothing else, stir up a lot of. Uh, a lot of controversy. I actually went to go and uh, went to see him speak at Michigan State uh, a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was years there. Ago. Yep. And uh, it was uh, it was interesting. You know, the the uh, he was that was probably the most interesting uh, format I've ever seen him in because I felt like it, it, it was a it was something that he could just kind of get up and talk to people as opposed to having to show things in, in a in an exaggerated way or anything. And I, I get a kick out of him. Like you said, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see somebody who just wants to make an independent film and make a point be able to do it. But 
I get kind of driven crazy by people who see the, like, people are going to go see this movie and then think they understand everything about the banking crisis and and everything about (laughs) this and that, and spout the exact same facts over and over, and that sort of thing frustrates me, and I guess I can't really blame him too much for that. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, anybody that calls this thing a documentary would be way off, and, like, it's not a documentary. Like, this guy throws out the facts as he as he wants to see him and as the put well, it's not the even handed that documentary anyway. It's, I mean it's not it's not a just the facts documentary. He's certainly trying he's an activist. He's certainly trying to get a certain a, a side of it across. I think you can still call it a documentary, but it's just not it's not designed The only to the only thing sides. I'd say that's yeah, the only thing I'd say in it that that uh is documentary like is nobody in it is actors. That's that's the only thing in it that I'd say isn't very documentary like. Um, anyways, it uh, it's already it's already uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and I'm sure you're gonna hear about it. And uh, I'm curious to see how well it does. It's definitely in the spur of the times. It's probably gonna make a lot of money, uh, in terms of uh, people just interested in the topic. But we'll see. So, uh, yeah. Jeff, James, and what's your next up? Where the Wild Things Are. This is a movie that I could not be more pumped for. I'm really, <laughs> I'm serious about this. I'm really, really excited about Where the Wild Things Are. It's I'm down. Dude. I've seen yeah, the trailer awesome. probably eight times now, and I still like what like the trailer. If that trailer doesn't get you going, I don't know what's wrong with you. It's a really exciting trailer. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's based on a book. Uh, called Where the Wild Things Are by Maurice Sendak. It's a children's book. It's like an illustrated book. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant about a little boy who kind of creates his own world where he's the king of these wild things. And uh, it's it's a it's a very um, it won the Caldecott Award actually. The the book did. It's it's a really it's really wrought with um, kind of uh, deeper themes of of. Uh, of childhood angst and that type of thing, and I, I'm really, really excited for the movie. Uh, directed and written by Spike Jones and co-written by David Eggers, yeah. who has written some phenomenal books. Um, and I'm, I really just overall, I, I'm very, very excited about this. It's got some really cool voice talents in it. Uh, once again, talking about the voice talents, uh, including uh, Chris Cooper, who I really like, James Gandolfini, Catherine O'Hara, Forrest Whitaker, uh, also um, starring uh, Catherine Keener and Mark Ruffalo as real-life people, apparently, who I like both of them. Jones loves Catherine Keener, dude, loves her. They're married or something, aren't they? No, not really. But, um, no. Uh, she, he was married to Coppola until they, I think they axed that. Right. Um, th- yes, th- seeing the trailer for this really does excite me for this movie. I'm, I am pumped to see this one as well. Uh, the one thing, the, the thing I'm worried about, I, I, the, movie, the movie looks really cool, and I do like how they're cutting off the CGI and they're trying to do as much like actual yeah, Muppet, good. Mu- like, it's not Muppet, but actual like costume stuff. Um, but uh, the other cool thing is Spike Jones. Like this is his return at this point. Like he's been doing a lot of video, like a lot of TV stuff. Adaptation was like pretty much his last big yeah, yeah, film project. Yeah, his last and, theatrical release. Yeah, like you know, he's always so, been he's been a big um, music video director. Uh, yeah, that's how yeah. he started, and that's I mean he's continued to do that. But his his two movies that he's come out with, Dean John Malkovich and Adaptation, I think both of them are pretty excellent. Adaptation, particularly, uh, I think is a phenomenal film. And this, I'm like I said, I'm really looking forward to. Also, I'm looking forward to see what uh, David Eggers can do as far as the screenplay, because he's a he's a really really talented young author as well. 
Yeah, right. And the actually the other thing that's going to be sort of weird is that like the book is what like ten sentences or something. Yeah, so the book is really it's gonna short. Be, it's going to really be short. like, and they're making. A I'm all for it, but it's going to be. Of it. So it yeah. is going to be interesting to see what they do with it and how well they keep the uh, the spirit of the book. Yeah, I uh, that's that's definitely a movie I'm going to be interested in seeing. I, I didn't put it on my list because I know Jeff was going to go crazy over it, but thanks. Um, yeah, no problem. Awesome. So we actually have to keep moving here, James. You got one more. Um, yeah, I do. Um, it's kind of, this one's kind of also got an independent feel to it. Um, it's a movie called Up in the Air. It's, uh, directed by Jason Reitman, who has done a couple movies that I like, uh, with, uh, Juno and Thank You for Smoking. Right. Um, it stars, uh, George Clooney, and he plays, from what I gathered, a kind of like a corporate downsizer, just kind of comes in and screws up other people's, you know, business lives. But it's all about him, his life, kind of going city to city, kind of, dropping bad news on people and his kind of philosophy on life. And I, from the trailer, it was hard to get a good feel for the movie, but I'm definitely intrigued and want to see uh, what Reitman does with this one. And George, Clo- George Clooney's all over the place, actually, coming, yeah, out, coming out soon, too. But, uh, yeah, it, it should be interesting. And did you, like, is this one that you've actually been holding, like, has this been one you've been watching for a while, or is this something like, okay, I better research it? No, this look- one's actually new on my radar, right. actually. So. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything about it, but I guess it's not out until November 25th. But. Well, I just saw, when I went to go see uh, District 9, I saw the preview for it there, and that's where it kind of... Got me interested in it. Ba- so Bateman's, it up Bateman's showing his face everywhere. We like it. Now. We Bate- like yeah, it. Ba- Bateman's yeah. all our boy. He's he's everyone's yeah, he, boy. He's getting around. Yeah. Um, awesome man. And uh, I actually I want to get the last word in. One last thing I want to bring up. Uh, a serious man <laughs> is actually on, is on its way. I I do want to just mention it's the newest Coen Brothers movie coming out. It looks so like Coen Brothers always do like you know a layered, interesting character. Like just full plot movie, and this one looks just just bizarre, which I've got a good feeling for on that end. But there's just no there's nobody in this movie. It's gonna be really weird. Like there's a, I think everybody in it's been in like two things, and then everyone else yeah. has been in like just TV, and it's gonna be. I think the biggest name in it is Richard Kind. Yeah, too. yeah, the guy with like the weird like list voice or what? Like I don't. know. Yeah, he looks like he's one of the claymation guys from Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I just want I wanted to do a quick plug plug for that. It comes out October second, so that's that's uh, got some. It's coming out soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to see that because uh, that'll be the only Coen Brothers movie that I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm curious. Yeah, you're the Coen Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, if it wasn't for the Coen Brothers being part of it, I wouldn't be Yeah, too no. I've seen the trailer. I'm just going with Kind of okay, but it's Cohen Brothers, so maybe I'll get it. It's gonna like uh, if you read up on this enough, go read up on it, and it's gonna be pretty funny. Like it's just a story of a guy's life in 1967, pretty much just falling apart in front of him, and uh, it sounds like there's gonna be some really quirky characters in it, and yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. That's October second. So uh, those are things that are coming up soon. Keep them on your radar. There are more out there, but we wanted to get some of the top uh, top couple mentioned. Uh, But uh, we do actually want to do our Park Posey play along as uh, as usual, and it's we're starting to ra- uh, start run out of time here. I gotta got nieces knocking on my door, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little intense. Uh, so last Parker Posey, which was Jeff's question. Jeff, would you like to uh, restate? Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was asking everybody to uh, give me a scene in a movie that kind of made you disgusted, made you go ugh, and uh, <laughs> we got some pretty good responses for that. Uh, what was your favorite, Greg? Uh, there were a couple. I, what I did like was, uh, uh, Jim P, who's actually, uh, Jim, who's li- uh, listening live right now, and we actually had Josh, um, uh, 
Um, trying to stay away from last names here. Uh, Josh also mentioned, everyone's like, yeah, you know, I don't really get grossed out by anything, but how they would always mention something they watched in their, like, childhood. I think uh, uh, Scott P. also mentioned something like that. Like, yeah, it's really hard to gross me out now. But I remember when I was a kid, I saw these movies, and I think everyone has something like that. And uh, I thought it was I thought it was really cool to cool to see that. I'm happy to report that I haven't seen any of the other uh, votes, so I'm I'm still retaining some sort of non gross out factor. So mine's still the best. Every every single situation that was mentioned, what you uh, hadn't seen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure none of those are, I've actually seen on film. Although the one that P described, it sounds pretty disturbing. But yeah, Varus uh, mentions Dead or Alive, and I don't remember the. The grandma, the grandma turns into pretty much a zombie. That I don't remember her eating the monkey, but I remember the dinner scene. And the dinner scene I thought was pretty much like the most, like the infamous scene from that movie. And it's just her spurting out blood like into soup next to people that they don't see it and they start eating it. And it's just like it's nice. yeah, it's it's pretty interesting, pretty funny. It definitely um, eating things uh, is is a common like that's something that really disgusts me a lot. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, like I, I've just got like a regular like gag reaction. Like oh don't. Oh no! Yeah. So. Yeah. Dead, oh, dead alive is yeah. Dead alive is over the top. Uh, that live listener mentions, but um, yeah, it seems like a lot of mouth action was involved in a lot of the answers. P had his answer what? involving mouth <laughs> with a sexual mouth <laughs> chomping, but uh, but also uh, I believe Varus brought up uh, eating the octopus and old boy. If yeah, I, good, yeah, yeah, good point. Correctly. A lot of a lot of awesome answers. Thank you again, everyone participating. Uh, uh, you can find the Parker Posey play along at Facebook if you search for the movie hour page, and you can also find it at gongabet.com, the ho- the home of uh, the home of all of us at heart, really. And uh, yeah, so now we're on to our new one, which I believe is James' question. Yeah, I wasn't uh, feeling very inspired for this one, so I'm keeping it very very simple. And um, my question for this week is, what is your favorite movie series? Movie series? Whoa. Yes. So does that count? And it, sh- it should be ranked like as the. Can series. I get out in front so of you uh, think... in front of Jim and say Indiana Jones? <laughs> that is not my answer. <laughs> are we are we counting uh, are we counting like remakes? So Superman and Superman Returns and stuff all count as the. Yes, okay. that counts right. as the series, and all the Star Wars should be all six of them, not just the sets of three. Huh. But yeah, so if you feel like you know the fourteen pieces of you know Friday the Thirteenth or something are you know way heavier than the two or the three great, you know, movies of some other series than you go with, you know, Friday the 13th or whatever. So however you need to, to weigh that in your mind. But uh, for me, um, I'm going to have to go with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, I really like Two Towers. It's towards the top of my list. I think the first one's a really good movie. The third one was probably my least favorite of the bunch, but it's, I think it's still really solid. I was really close to, you know, Picking the Raiders Lost Ark set, but that fourth one so really bad. brings down the average a lot. <laughs> Even though that first one's way up there, that sec- or that fourth one's pretty Just far wait down, to the so. fifth one. Yeah, so that fucked everything up. But <laughs> So I have to go with the Lord of the Rings here. So as much as I want to use that uh, Raiders Lost Ark answer that I always use, I, I can't do that here. While we're talking about the Lost Temple, I love the Lost Temple. Anyways. The Temple of Doom. Yeah. I call it the Lost Temple. Maybe wow. you should know the yeah. name of the movie if you love it. So. Yeah. I love Lost Temple. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about anymore. Uh, Jeff, do you have an answer? Um, not really. I, everything I came up with, I, like one of the movies I, I didn't I didn't like, like, uh, you know, of course there's Star Wars, but then you've got The Phantom Menace and uh, 
the whatever the second one was called Clone that I didn't Wars. like. Um, yeah, the Clone Wars, I, which just really tear that down a lot. Uh, Lord of the Rings, I guess, was good, but I really disliked the third movie. Um, I guess it's kind of funny. But the only one I can think of that I really liked all the movies was the uh, was the Vengeance series, the the Korean movies, uh, Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy, and Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. See, I was thinking about that. Like, it is, like, it's it's tied with a theme more than tied with any anything else. It's it's sort of interesting. There's like no characters involved from one or the other. Right, right. But it's definitely a series. Yeah, I was actually thinking that might be an answer. I'm like, yeah, I think that would count. You know, especially. I mean, you can't not count. I mean, the title. I mean, like, I would like to count Bat. I would like to call Batman out, but (laughs) Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are terrible movies. So. Batman Forever is the greatest movie ever. I was waiting for it's that. Forever. You bite your tongue. Um, so, yeah, like, can I count John Hughes, like, Brat Pack movies? Like, what's the situation there? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough line to cross, but I think in the... I'm giving the Korean one, you know, the okay, just because, you know, they're Korean, they need help, but no, I'm the John Hughes, sorry. Right, right. <laughs> Fine. Um... First off, since I need to buy myself more time, I'll mention that a uh, live listener, uh, Jim P, mentions the Gremlins movies, which is a great pick. That I was great. actually thinking about going with a horror saga myself. Uh, Gremlins 1 and 2 being great movies. I was going to make a joke about Ghoulies. I was going to make a joke about uh, Police Academy. Critters. Yeah, I was waiting for a Police Academy. Police Academy. Yeah, good Critters. Call. Critters, also a good one. <laughs> Troll and Troll 2 are also a, a very phenomenal pick. go with pick. Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> Caddyshack, and that does bring up. A, here's what I'll go with because just because nobody likes the second movie and I love it is Ghostbusters 2. Jim hates Ghostbusters 2. I love the <laughs> Ghostbusters series. Ghostbusters 2 is so good. Be just oh man, oh my people underestimate it so much. It's weak to pick something with only two movies, quite frankly. Really interesting. Yeah, that's because three is so much better. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it is perfectly acceptable. I, maybe it's acceptable, but I still think it's weak. Yeah, I must. It's it goes a good point. Like two points, you know, gets you a line, but three points is definitely like a slope. Like you don't have that without the. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good I, mathematical go, way to put it. I I, um, I think I agree. Go, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ghostbusters, but I, I I'll admit it's a it's a shady answer. Yeah. Ghostbusters and no, Ghostbusters see, too. I think the, the the two movie series are perfectly acceptable. I think they're they're great. Okay. All right. So a good question. Uh, can you uh, reiterate it one more time? Yes. What is your favorite movie series? Nice and simple. Very simple. And very, very easy to uh, answer at the Gunga Pit where we post on the forums or uh, Facebook. You can find it under the Movie Hour page. Um, uh, that, that pretty much does it for our uh, California broadcast show. We'll be uh, back here next week, same time, same place. Release hopefully on Thursday. We're not, we shouldn't have to pre-record this time. James, Jeff, live listeners, everyone listening home, thank you for listening and thank you for your input. Hope everyone enjoyed. Drive safe, everybody. Take care, everyone. You heard it here at the Jessica Peel. Jessica Peel. I don't know. I shouldn't want Jessica Al, but Jessica Beale's Plate Tectonics Movie Hour. Take care. All right. So yeah, on the uh, yes, on the way back from. That that's a terrible way to start. <laughs> All right. Um, we we did have to stop anyway. Uh, because it, it really uh, jammed traffic back from... Can we pause real quick? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going nowhere with this story. <laughs> this is not interesting to me or anyone else that we want to listen to it. Um. 
<laughs> All right, where do you want to start? 